Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. Welcome to the Jill on Money Coronavirus Market Update. It is Sunday, August 30th. Oh my gosh, the end of August. Who could believe it? Today we are playing the second part of our interview with the CEO of Boxed. His name is Che Wong. And in this part of our interview, we're discussing how he views his employees and how he believes everyone who works for him should have some sort of voice in the conversation. Here's more of our interview with Che Wong. So what is Boxed? And I'll tell everyone why I fell in love with Che in a second. So Boxed uh, is an online warehouse club. So, you know, you get you take all the big things that you could buy at, you know, Costco, BJ's and Sam's Club, um, except, you know, all the heavy stuff we deliver right to your door two days or less for 90 plus percent of our customers, uh, free shipping for 97 percent of our customers and overnight shipping for 43 percent of our customers across the country. So it's kind of like bringing that warehouse club experience to your pocket. For you, when you first started, the barriers of entry are low, but the barrier for success is kind of high because you are basically competing against Amazon and everyone else. So talk about that a little bit. Yeah. So I look back and I just think, what were we thinking? You know, in a lot of ways, you know, (laughs) geez, I mean, we're a little bit naive, probably a lot of stupid uh, and went after it. And just by sheer luck, I feel like the tailwinds of change within food retail and within consumer packaged goods kind of blew in our favor. Uh, and by year three, year four, and now year five, we're, we're at a decent scale in a f- rapidly changing industry. And, and how is that changing? Like if drill down to the consumer, like if I want to get uh, a bunch of paper towels and I go on Amazon Prime yeah. and I click, how is that different than my experience with Box? So on Amazon Prime and Amazon General, you, you don't really get like the large items that you would see in a Costco or BJ's. Mm-hmm. You get bigger ones, but not the full pack size and a lot of times not the not the real value. Like generally, if you shop with Box, we don't lead with price, but you will save money uh, over Amazon mm-hmm. shopping with Box on the unit price. We also don't make you kind of build this weird box like Prime Pantry does. You have to add the right amount of stuff. And if you add too much... You get hit with another five ninety nine. You add too little. You're like, oh man, I had to pay shipping on this. Um, so we also don't don't uh, don't ask you to do or play that game. So who are your customers generally speaking? We're a wholesaler, so a large portion of our customers are actually B two B customers. Really? Um, take uh, small to medium sized businesses. It's now in vogue to not only provide coffee but snacks as well. But once you get to like thirty, forty, fifty people in your office, it's unfair to to let the office manager know or, or put it on their plate to go to Costco with their own car and to buy snacks for the company. But you're also too small for, say, a, I don't know, um, uh, a Cisco to come mm-hmm. and cater for you or mm-hmm. a Sodexo. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's been a niche for us as well. The other f- folks are, are folks who don't have the time, the means, or the patience, regular consumers, to go to a warehouse club. Mm. Yeah. I went to, Mark is raising his hand. Uh, Mark, have you ever been to a warehouse club? Never? That's amazing. You, you don't enjoy the lines, Mark? <laughs> I went, oh, listen, I bought a house uh, almost 10 years ago, and I'm like, oh, maybe I should join one of these warehouse clubs. I can't remember which one I used, but one of them, whatever. 
I was the worst warehouse shopper in the world <laughs> because I literally would go in there and like meander around and be like, oh, oh, yeah, maybe I do need that. Like I just, it was so bad and overwhelming. But if you are looking at the business going forward, where do you think the growth is derived? Mm, very good question. So B2B has been a real good growth engine for us. Even if you think about large companies, um, we're starting to to win, go after and win some of those contracts. Even here at CBS, I mean, probably no one asked, but where does the coffee, where does the creamer come from? You know, mm-hmm. And so absolutely uh, B2B, but also consumers as well, because the CAGR of the entire industry, the, the compound annual growth rate of the whole industry is just at a rate where even if we do nothing, we'd grow at a pretty decent clip. You asked something before about like what has changed in those last five years to enable our growth. Well, five years ago, we used to get emails all the time saying, you guys are psychotic. I'm not putting my credit card in a mobile device, Oh, that's... let alone buy grocery on a mobile device. Wow. That was five years ago. But now it's like, it's a no brainer. Why wouldn't I get my spring water and my paper towels delivered instead of schlepping at home? That That is so interesting. How many employees do you have now? If you count fulfillment center folks, we're probably into between four to 500 on any given week. Which is unbelievable. It's huge. And the the fulfillment center people, are they full-time employees or are they uh, contractors? More and more now. So we offer, when you start, as you generally start as a temp, but right there on the cafeteria tables, uh, same ones that I dine at, you, you see uh, just the path towards W-2 and what you get uh, if you work hard and you actually become a full-time employee. And that's stock options, benefits. Uh, you know, all this other stuff that we... Uh, and have. 401k after a certain period of time? Yeah, or not? no, yeah. Uh, we don't match across the whole board, but you do get uh, the ability to... Yeah, do you get yeah. use it. Okay. Yeah. One of the things that you talked about was really trying to manage how the voice of the people who work for you is really important. So would you mind telling the story about the pink tax and how you responded to that? We have a wonderfully robust and wonderfully strong group of women that work at Boxed very vocal about all sorts of issues, uh, ones that affect them, ones that don't affect them. Mm. One morning when I was coming to work, I was trying to get to my desk, didn't have my morning coffee yet, and Natasha Mehta out there, uh, she's listening to this, and she's like, yes, that was me, it stopped me and said, what are we going to do about the pink tax? And I'm like, sorry, I, I, I was not this activist at that time where I was like, what are we going to do, Natasha? I was like, I have no idea what you're talking about. Like, let me get to my desk, and then let's talk about it. But even a lot of women don't know this, but in over 30 states, women are still taxed on femcare products like pads and tampons as if it's a luxury good item, which is nuts. Because, you know, I've passed it through my own BS filter and I was like, okay, if my wife called and said, hey, hon, can you bring home um, some pads on the way home? And if I said, you know, hey, have you seen the GDP report? You know, it's uh, it's it's not that, you know, the economy's not that strong. Uh, but next month, I promise, we'll go for the luxury Right, that's goods. a luxury item. Yeah, exactly. There's no, you know, she wouldn't let me back in the in the apartment. And Rightly so. so. <laughs> um, and so how come those items are taxed? And in some states, like condoms are not. It just doesn't make sense. And so from that period on, we started this program called Rethink Pink. And so if we have to unfairly collect a sales tax from you as a customer, we'll rebate it back in savings. Because you have to. If you're doing business in that state, that state law, you yeah. have to comply with that. Absolutely. So we collect the sales tax, but we give you a discount so as if you're not paying uh, the sales tax out of your own pocket. If there's a pink razor that costs 50% more or sometimes 100% more than a blue razor, we'll also lower the price so it's the same price as a blue razor. And so the women of Vox now fly all over the country 
testifying in front of state legislatures trying to get the pink tax abolished. That's a good story. Okay, the other thing that you talked about was you have a unique policy about family leave. Can you talk about that? Because that also, I told, I came back here and told that story over and over. So people are like, I want to work there. So why don't you explain what your policy is? So we're trying to scale these as fast as possible, even for, um, you know, leave, maternity and paternity leave. You know, it's unlimited, paid unlimited. You know, here's the great thing when you when you treat folks like adults, uh, generally there isn't abuse of the programs. Well, that was what was interesting because when I first, when you first talked about that, we had a phone call and you told me this and I'm like, it's unpaid, right? And you said, no, 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 it's paid. And so talk about some of those results when you say to people, take as much time as you need. Now, what have you found? We found that the shortest leave that anyone took, uh, maternity leave, was little over a month. Um, That's pretty quick. Yeah, that was super so quick that I was like, you should take more time. You know, yeah, she's um, like, yeah, yeah. You know, it's like, give <laughs> me your head. Yeah, <laughs> you know, I need adult interaction. Um, so, you know, the longest was ten months. But the the most common, like the median, yep. what would you say that is? Probably like four to five months or so. And so you're giving these people time off. They're getting their families on track. Yeah. But they're coming back, and you've already invested a lot in them. Do your investors think this is a crazy policy? Yep. <laughs> Do they push <laughs> no, back on no, you a lot? Uh, quite a bit. Um, what I always tell them is that there's certain things you can't, that, that are not only the right things to do, but also that benefit the company without being a specific line on a P&L. I guess in these respects, you can kind of say, you know, it shows back up in kind of when you recruit folks, getting great talent. Uh, or by not having uh, potentially as much kind of turnover. In, right. I have to imagine ranks. that retention is really good because of this. I treat you nicely. So you come back. I hope the folks listening to this don't think, oh, you know, it's just their policy is just to give everyone the, the, the stars and the moon and, and to and to attract folks that way. That's not our policy. Our policy, because we also have strict policies for other stuff. And like so, what? 25% time, for example. Um, so we do not have a policy like a lot of other startups that, you know, like 25% of your time, you can work on your own side project or you can do this or that. And we I don't actually, get that. Yeah, the, <laughs> I'm old, but I don't get that. <laughs> so, you know, we're like, we, we, we pay you to be here. Right. Uh, we love your skill set. You have to focus your professional energies on on this. And you also said like the hours, like you basically said, hey, if everyone in the warehouse has to get in this time, like the rest of the professional staff, like get your butts in your seats by that time. Totally. So it's um, it was a problem where we, where we had kind of the office employees kind of strolling in 15 minutes after they should be, 30 minutes. But the fulfillment center employees, they don't get a pass. No. You get written up if, if you're five, 10 minutes late. A few of those strung together, then, then you won't have a job. When you hire in a warehouse, are you paying $15 an hour? Are you paying whatever the minimum wage is? Like what's your game plan on that? Absolutely not minimum wage. You know, it's very hard to make a living off of minimum wage. So definitely not minimum wage. But it depends on now that we have fulfillment centers all over the country, it depends on where you are. So mm -hmm. some you'll start at, you know, 12, 13. Others you'll start, uh, you know, elsewhere, but never minimum wage. What is the hardest thing about your job right now? The hardest thing about my job is probably the people aspect. I don't purport to be the the person with all the solutions on how to solve HR issues because you know at the end of the day when I put my head down and I think about work and what's come upcoming for work 
I always think about the people problems first. We don't operate a utopia. People fight. You know, people snipe at each other at a company. Oh yeah, just like any other group of humans. And so that bothers me the most because if you think about it from a, a CEO's perspective, I don't hear about it if someone just made a snarky remark in a meeting. I hear about it when. Two folks, like if you turn off the lights, they would start shanking each other with their like, you know, kitchen utensils. You know, mm. that at that point is when it bubbles up to me, mm-hmm. and it's so hard to unwind that. You know, it's so hard to fix that, and it that's what grates on me the most. I think. What's not on your resume that I should know about you, Che? Um. Oh man, I'm one of the most boring people there are out I there. I so don't believe <laughs> that at all. Um, between work and family, it doesn't leave a lot of. Uh, hobbies out there. Um, what is a hobby? Are you still a gamer? Admit it. After working professionally in games, I stopped playing games. Nice. How, how terrible is that? Why is yeah, it terrible? Like, I can't do. I can't. I'm. I. I. I am definitely not of that generation. Although, here's a little throwback for you. Okay. Mark, what was the game that you played? Video game. He didn't play video games. He was like stuck in news from the like, oh, from no, the womb. From the womb. <laughs> um, I played Pong. Thank you oh, very much. Wow, okay. That is old school. What about your ability to cook? Because you are of Chinese <laughs> and Japanese descent. So it's funny you mention this because I've been losing a lot of sleep lately because I've been stuck on YouTube, like watching these street food cooking channels. Oh, <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, I'm like, man, I, I don't know. I, I probably have to like give up my Asian card. So I'm not that good at math. Uh, and I and I'm not like Yan can cook with the walk. And so, you know, I, you know, I, <laughs> I don't know, but it fascinates me. So I'm not that great of a cook, but I really enjoy food in general. OK, before you go, Che Wong, what was the worst financial or career decision you've ever made? Oh my gosh. I would say the early days was in a vacuum. It was leaving my perfectly wonderful job in 20, 2010 at the height of the recession uh, and to just quit cold turkey to start a video game company. And uh, seemed to work out okay. In the long run. And so I think that's a good lesson for everyone in that if you think about the long run, 10, 20, 30 years, you know, um, generally things uh, turn out okay. Thanks so much for listening. If you need any financial advice, don't forget you can reach us by sending us an email. Ask Jill at jillonmoney.com. Or if you're on our website, jillonmoney.com, there's a contact button. Hey, while you're on the website, why don't you sign up for our free weekly newsletter? It's free every single week. Fantastic, right? You can always subscribe to this wherever you get your podcast. Maybe that's Apple or Spotify or Stitcher, radio.com, Google Play, wherever. We sure would appreciate it if you could give us a rating or a review. Remember, wash your hands, wear your masks, maintain that physical distancing. Do something nice for somebody today. We'll talk to you tomorrow. Tomorrow.